Hi, my Housewives Relatable listeners. It's your girl, Stella, coming to you once again to talk about it all. (laughs) I hope everyone that is listening from the United States had a great Memorial Day long weekend. So there's a lot to cover uh, regarding the RHONJ reunion. But first, I wanted to bring up something. So I have a video on YouTube called New Wedding, Same Groomsmen. That video was released right after Teresa's wedding special last week or a couple weeks ago. And um, it was mentioned by Dana Wilkie, who I absolutely love, although I do not know her personally. So just a little bit of history on this video and how it came about. So earlier this year, I was surfing the net And I came across a comment made by someone on Reddit. The comment read, um, I came across this bonker lawsuit online. It's about Louis Ruelas. And of course, I opened it and I saved the document, which contains approximately 159 pages. So as we all know, before Teresa, Louis was to get married to another woman back in 2020. So his former fiance had a wedding website with the name of their entire wedding party with pictures and a little bit of a blurb on every single one of them and their connection to the bride or to the groom. So fast forward to a few weeks ago, um, as I mentioned before, on my podcast, if you uh, listen to my previous episodes, I do bring up Dana Wilkie and I say to my listeners Um, I encourage you all to go and listen to uh, the interview on Dana's actual Patreon and to purchase the interview. So I know some people have downloaded it and some people have shared it freely on social media or even other bloggers have spoken about the content of this interview. But for my part, I feel like Dana took all the risk And she did an amazing job and a great amount of investigative work when it came to that particular interview. So just out of respect for her intellectual property, I did not divulge the content to my listeners. And I even said that um, a few of the allegations made by the gentleman, they can be backed up and verified. So unless Dana herself decides to release the audio to the public i don't i still don't feel like it's my place to talk about the content of it all so i tend to remember silly details at times (laughs) and because i have listened to dana's interview with the former boss there was a statement made by him um, about Louis Ruelas traveling to canada like a lot to canada back in the 90s and early 2000s so At the time, I did not think anything of it, but after the wedding special, and you know that part where Louis is introducing his groomsmen, I remember I had those documents, and I wanted to see if some of the groomsmen at Teresa's wedding were the same one that were supposed to appear at the 2020 wedding. So then I recognized a few of them and I decided to, you know, just read the blurbs again. And that's where I saw, that's when I saw the statement of Louis and his business partner, 
traveling extensively to Canada as much as four times a day at times. And that business partner and we have a relationship for over 23 years. So in my video, when I read the blurb and I mention Canada, I just want to say it's not by accident. So someone picked up the video and sent it to Dana. And I'm so glad she picked up on my tone and made the connection. And she decided to tell the story, which is great. And that's her story to tell. So for those of you who are only listening to me on my podcast, on Podbean, uh, Spotify, or wherever else you like to listen to your podcast, you can find my four-minute video on YouTube called New Wedding same groomsmen. And again, if you have not listened to Dana's interview with Louis's former boss, please do. It will give you more insights on why Canada is so important and talk about the many trips to Canada. And Dana, I just wanted to say thank you so much for the shout out and the token of love. Uh, I appreciate you just as much and you know just just thank you thank I just want to thank you for mentioning my name okay so uh, Rachel Fuda is first um, I have to say that I, I did not like the dress from the still photos but I thought it looked very chic and beautiful at the reunion so she kind of looked like a little fairy and she was really really gorgeous so Danielle walks in I have to say, Miss Danielle, she looked stunning. She has a great upper body. Like, I love her shoulders, her toned arms. Like, I wonder if she does Pilates or yoga because, you know, she, she has, like, very muscular arms. And I, I just thought she looked beautiful. And Margaret comes in. Margaret looks very classy, very chic. I love the dress. I like the color. I like her hair. And I don't know if you guys noticed, but Margaret is carrying an orange envelope. So, so those are probably her receipts um, out of her arsenal for the reunion. I have to say that although I think that Jennifer Aiden looked really beautiful, her look was my least favorite. It was a little bit understated, a little bit rigid for Jennifer, I think. It tended, like the look in itself tend to make her look a little bit older in my opinion, but I did like her hair. So then Teresa walks in. I love the color of her jumpsuit. Although I don't really like seeing the underwear part. Like it was a little too sheer in that area. But I think the corset is beautiful. So her hair is lighter. I love the bob. It's shorter. And you know, one thing that um, I was thinking about. They say that women, they tend to cut their hair after, you know, going through a major change. So Maybe Teresa is manifesting through her hairstyle what she wants her future to look like for next season. I'm just saying. And then obviously Teresa can help herself. She says, you know, she had to make a little comment about the sitting arrangement and Margaret, you know, on the opposite couch. And then Margaret, she completely ignores her, turns to Rachel Fuda and says, I didn't even say hi to her. <laughs> so then... Dolores walks in and she's making a statement, I think, a little bit of a statement. I don't know if she's trying to tell us that, you know, 
wait, wedding bells are in the works. But, um, you know, she was wearing this bedazzled white dress. And then everyone was gasping like, oh, wow, you know, you look beautiful. So then Teresa looks at her for a moment, doesn't say anything. She's probably thinking, I should have wore white instead since I just got married to Louis. I don't know, maybe, maybe Dolores felt like she was the queen this season because she took the ladies to the trip uh, to Ireland and the whole season had an Irish theme to it. So maybe. And the last one to enter was Mrs. G, Melissa Gorga. <laughs> I have to say that out of all the looks, Melissa is my favorite. Like her look is my favorite one especially after seeing it live. Uh, when she walked in with that hoodie, she gave me confidence. She gave me heavyweight champion type of energy. So I have to say, I really, really love her look. So they're about to start taping and then Ju Juicy Joe calls in. It's kind of a funny moment because, you know, it's kind of like the comedic relief that we need um, before the ladies start tearing into each other. So <laughs> it's good that he called before blood, blood gets drawn. So Andy does the intro and um, Jennifer has a stiff neck. Um, I think last BravoCon, Jennifer had a little bit of a stiff neck too. So I don't know what's going on there, but she seems to be getting those quite often lately. So... And he goes and he does what he does. He goes around, addresses the housewives individually. Then Teresa asks Andy to touch her chest and feel her heart. Teresa likes to do that. She's done this before at many reunions. She's like, touch my heart, touch my heart. She even did it to Caroline after the whole cookbook debacle. If you guys remember, she was saying, um, you know, I don't condone my sons to open a strip car wash. Uh, she wrote that in her cookbook. And then when she was sitting down on the Porsche with Caroline, she was telling her, feel my heart, Caroline, feel it. Like, do you think I'm lying? Like, this is not good for me. Too much stress. You, you have to forgive me. <laughs> and she also did that to Melissa at the Posh Fashion Show season four, um, just about, you know, just about before, like just before Teresa was about to... Um, participate in the whole stripper gate thing with uh, Kim D at the time. So the, they're in the washroom and Teresa says, feel my heart, feel my heart. Okay. Now you feel it. You feel it now. Uh, this guy, he says that you used to dance for him. <laughs> so anyways, Teresa does a little bit of a prayer at the reunion. And then she says, please, God help me be with me. Namaste. Right. So in one breath, Teresa says, namaste. And then in the other breath, she says, after Andy says, oh, wow, those are some long nails that you have, right? And she says, yeah, just in case I need to get the claws out, right? <laughs> so I don't know if you guys picked up on that, but Melissa chuckled. And you could tell, like, in my opinion, you can tell that Melissa is a little amused by Teresa's lack of maturity. Like you could tell, like she's like, oh my God, right? And Andy asked Teresa and Melissa what they wish to accomplish for this reunion. So Teresa says she wants to close the chapter and move forward. She's like, I want to close the chapter. 
I want to move forward. I wish you well. I wish you peace. More like peace out. <laughs> and then Melissa says, uh, I just want the truth to come out at this reunion. And I agree to closing the chapter in peace. That's what she says. So I have to say that I find Teresa's demeanor when she says this to Andy, like when she says, I want to move forward. I want to close this chapter. I wish her well. I find that quite amusing. It's almost like Teresa's telling Andy, well, not almost like, she's basically telling Andy what needs to happen in order for Miss Teresa to be happy on the show. Okay, she's like, yeah, I need to move forward. I wish you well. It's almost like Teresa's saying to Melissa, goodbye, right? More on that later. More on that later. I'll talk about that more later, but I just wanted to point that out. And if you guys notice too, when Teresa says this, everyone else's reaction on the cast, it's quite telling. If you look at Dolores's face, if you look at Danielle's face, Rachel Fuda, Margaret, like everyone, even Jennifer, they all look uncomfortable as Teresa is, is saying that. And maybe they're disappointed. Maybe they're embarrassed by her behavior. I'm not sure, but their face is very, is quite telling. So more on that later. So the first question, Teresa is ready to go. Okay. She says she's deeply hurt by her family because they have hurt Louie, but she can't justify how. Melissa's like, how, how, what did we do? Like how? And then she's like trying to explain it, but there's really no way for Teresa to explain what Joe and Melissa have done to Louie this season. And then Melissa, she's ready. She's ready to go. She's like, it's more like I've been hurt by the cheating accusations. Like you did that. That's something specific, which is something that Teresa seems to have a problem doing, right? So you could tell this reunion that Melissa, she's just not going to take any more shit from Teresa, even if it's the last thing that she does. So then Andy in the next scene, um, he brings up Dina and the whole situation between um, what Joe Gorga alleged on the show. If you guys remember, Joe said that um, Dave Kenton, Dina's husband, and Louis had a falling out over business. So I covered this quite extensively in my um, on my podcast, and there's also some videos available on YouTube. So if you want my full take on that, you can go back and just listen to them. The only thing that I will I would say is that um, a person that wished to remain anonymous told me that uh, what Joe said on the show when he said there was a business fallout that uh, that was not true. Okay, so they said that. It was never like a business deal, but it's a different situation. I talk about what the situation might be, although it's all alleged. Um, I'm not really going to go into that too deeply because I feel like I have covered it quite a bit. But um, just to make a long story short, the allegation was that they all went on a trip to Mexico. And you can see that on their Instagram because at some point in time they were in Mexico together. And that, um, you know... There was alcohol involved, maybe psychedelics, and then someone just made another person feel uncomfortable. Those are the allegations, and that's all I'm going to say about that. So then they move on to, uh, Andy is asking Teresa, 
What about Donna Marco? You didn't invite her to, to your wedding. And again, I have covered this quite ex extensively. You know what my opinion is when it comes to Donna and the Marco sisters. Um, I know some people are divided about that. They're saying it's her wedding. She can do whatever she wants. And I agree with that. Although I still think that if you're just trying to keep the peace and just be graceful and do the right thing, right? After all, you do know those people. So um, Teresa goes through uh, explaining her thought process when it comes to Donna Marco and the whole family. So this is what I'm going to say that I find interesting. After she says this, she says to Andy, well, you know what, Andy, my brother and Melissa, they have never invited me over for dinner when Joe left. I was alone, basically at home with my kids and they just never invited me. They never thought of me ever. What is interesting about that comment is that if you follow Melissa on her Instagram, you know that Melissa rides super hard with her family. Like they're always together. You always see the Marco sisters with Melissa, Joe Gorga, their husband, their cousins, their nieces, their nephews. Like it's like a huge party. Like they seem like when they're not filming, they're all about having fun and getting together. And you can tell that they have a very close relationship. So it's funny to me that Teresa would be like, they never invited me to go out to dinner with them uh, ever. Right. But Teresa, if you know that Melissa is going to be with her sisters and their husbands and her family, like people that you actually don't like, right? Because remember, you say you don't like them. You have a history with them. Why would you want to be invited? Why, why would you want to be there? Right? So to me, that means that, oh, Teresa, you could have invited the Marco sisters because then you see on pictures who's there. Melissa's sisters, Donna Marco, you know, the neighbors, uh, Shane, um, the husbands, like there's a lot of people there, right? And then Teresa's like, no, that never happened. That never, ever happened. And Melissa's like, uh, what about that time? What about that time? I can name five more. So I think Teresa was caught a little bit in a lie right there. And that was quite interesting to see. Okay, so Teresa, uh, and Melissa get into it a little bit and um, Melissa says at that point that Louis wanted to be on the show. He wanted to film. He wanted to be on camera. So um, I don't know if you guys remember Teresa and Melissa did uh, the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip together. They were the first franchise like the, the first um the, the first uh, people from uh, the Real Housewives of New Jersey, like the first ones basically to participate in that franchise on Peacock. So um, apparently Louie, who was not on TV back then, really, like we, we knew that Teresa was dating at that point, but he had only ha appeared like once on TV. And apparently Louie was calling Joe Gorga and trying to convince him to fly to Turks and Caicos and surprise them and to be on camera to film basically this is something I had no knowledge of I did not know this so then it brings this whole topic that you know how Teresa has said Louis had absolutely no idea of who I was prior to meeting me on Bay Boulevard and it was like by total coincidence and you know this is like a, a, a true love story and all of that and then Melissa basically said he knew who you were prior to meeting you that day and then Margaret 
agrees and says, yes, he did. And then Melissa says, oh, and just like he um, knew Alexa and wanted to, to date her um, before you, right? But it didn't work out. So I have to say, I have heard of that rumor before. Uh, I'm not quite sure how it originated at first, but I have heard that quite a bit. And I have to say that uh, over the past few years, I find that Teresa, and I'm not the only person saying this, but I find that Teresa and Alexa look very, very similar these days. It's funny because when Teresa started on The Real Housewives, she had you know, her her own look and, you know, she looked beautiful and all of that. And then, you know, she did like a few things, which is fine, right, to her face. But I find that she does look like Alexa quite a bit, especially this year, especially when she's wearing like, you know, Alexa from Miami, especially when Teresa's wearing a hat um, at the short hat. <laughs> she's like wearing this straw hat and Alexa in the Real Housewife of uh, like the Ultimate Girl Trip Thailand, she's wearing like a similar hat. And I was just like thinking, wow, like they look like sisters, like Teresa's like a brunette and uh, Alexa is a blonde. So um, I know they have like a friendship, like Teresa has had Alexa on her podcast before. Apparently Alexa has known Louie and they, they've been friends and all of that. So Someone said, I've seen a comment online that there's actually like a video that was made explaining um, like that whole rumor, right? That Louis did want to get with Alexa before, but apparently the the video is no longer available on the internet. So I've, I have not personally seen it, but that's what I've heard. So anyways, enough about that. Um, when it comes to um like after after melissa says this Teresa gets a little bit like you know a little upset and then she says after today i'm not seeing you anymore uh i can't wait to never look at you again and then melissa's like oh where where are you going right and she's like no you're leaving so this is actually what i wanted to talk about when Teresa says this sometimes like i feel like I don't know if it's Andy, I don't know if it's the producers, but I feel like Bravo, they have created a monster and I'm not sure if they still love the monster. And when I'm saying that, guys, it's an analogy, although you're not supposed to say it's an analogy. <laughs> I'm not calling Teresa a monster. But what I'm saying is her behavior right now, Ter Teresa's feeling herself a little too much she is she is she you know she's like talking like this is my show this is the Teresa show I decide I tell you what I want I tell you this I tell you. like I just don't like that kind of energy and I don't know who was saying this but um I, I can't remember his name but I know he was on up and Adam at some point in time and I totally agree when he said I think the cast should have a fear of production or executives and they should never sit in that seat thinking that they're above it all and that they can make those types of decision you don't have the power to hire or fire anyone and I don't care if Teresa started with the franchise, if she's an OG, if she's, you know, the last one standing. I still believe she is great TV, but I do not like that type of behavior. You know, I've always said that Teresa was my second favorite housewife. Everyone knows my favorite one is Nene Leakes. She's no longer on the show. She's no longer on Bravo. I don't think she'll ever come back after, you know, all of the legal 
situation with Bravo. But you could tell at first Andy and Nini had this chemistry. Like even like more of this chemistry that he has with Teresa. Like Nini was always on Watch What Happens Live. Andy was always looking at Nini with adoration. And let's like let's be honest. Like Nini was a formidable housewife. Formidable. She had the best one-liners, the best shade. She had, she was temperamental. She was dysfunctional at times. She was a great friend at other times. She could get upset like no one else, you know what I mean? And her walk, a woman who walks like that, she has the best walk. I love Nene Lee's. <laughs> and I miss her tremendously on the show, but you could tell Andy was so amused with Nini like every single season like from season one they had the reunion he's like looking at her he's like oh my gosh like this is gold like Nini is TV gold but I think it started after like maybe after Kenya joined the, sh the show Nini started to I don't know like she, like there was a shift in Nini like you could tell she wasn't enjoying the reunions as much and even at times like she would just give one word answers or one sentences and then Andy would be like oh like you're you're you know you're very quick you're not really saying too much like what's going on with you you're very quiet this reunion and she's like I'm, I'm wrong they're right I'm wrong they're right so move on Andy move on right and then you could see that it started like you know it was the downfall of Nini because she started having like this attitude like and this kind of like superiority complex and you know she was feeling herself a little bit too much but one thing I would say is that even as irritated that Nini was at times with her cast members doesn't matter if it was Kenya doesn't matter if it was Phaedra or if it was Portia or Cynthia when Nini was sitting at the reunion, she never said or implied that Andy or Bravo should fire a housewife based, based on the relationship that Nini had with them, right? So I know some people are going to say, well, hold on a, st a second, Stella. Like there was an episode on Watch What Happens Live where Nini said that, you know, Cynthia brings nothing to the show. That's an opinion, right that's different i remember she was talking to andy after she had falling out fallen out with cynthia and then she said you know cynthia she blows wherever the wind blows i'm not quite sure that people want to hear about you know uh the barely agency and bar none and all of that and you know <laughs> she was shading cynthia quite a bit um on the stage of watch what happens live but you know, she never said to Andy, I cannot coexist with her because I don't get along with her. You know, she never said that about Kenya. If 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 one thing I've heard Nini say multiple times, I can't stand this person, but they're great TV. So, you know, we need them for the show. So I wish Teresa could could do that as well and could see that because Teresa likes to say, you don't have a storyline without me, Melissa. Like, I have a storyline without you. I'm not sure that this is true for the past 10 seasons. Yes, of course, Teresa has had, you know, like very important moments on camera, but her story for the past 10 seasons has been Joe and Melissa, has been 
you know, Kathy and Rosie when they were on. You know, it's been Teresa fighting with friends, with the cast members, and most importantly, her family. So, and another thing, isn't that interesting that Teresa had a wedding special and the only drama brought up at the wedding special had to do with people that were not actually there, Joe and Melissa. They did not attend the wedding, but they made the drama about, like, if we, if we really think about it, the wedding special, without the mention of Joe and Melissa, there would have been absolutely no drama or really nothing that spectacular to talk about, right? We had seen everything, like, from the hair already and the, the train and the dress. Like, we knew what Teresa looked like. Like, they posted quite extensively in the past year. So, it's almost like we're just like, oh, we've seen it already on social media. So, we're there for the drama. That's why we tune in, right? So, <laughs> at least that's why I tune in. So, if it wasn't, for Priscilla bringing up Joe Gorga to Teresa, nothing. If it wasn't for Jennifer bringing up Joe Gorga or the whole situation at the season finale, no drama. If it wasn't for Melania losing it and saying like, why is she crying? Like, I don't want to, you know, let's not mention them. And then Margaret bringing them up. Like the whole drama revolved around the Gorga. So, you know, Teresa needs to chill out when it comes to you're nothing without me. I think you're also, at this point, you need them just as much as they need you, right? And it's fine. It's okay. It's a job at the end of the day. It's a job. It is your job for the past 13 seasons. It's been their jobs, their job for the past 10 seasons. You said on your podcast, Teresa, that you wouldn't want to remove a paycheck, like remove income from a, another family. You don't do that. You said this, right? So put your money where your mouth is. Why are you trying to get them fired from the show? You could just be like, you know what? We like, I'm not gonna invite them to my house, you know, it's not organic, but let them do their thing and I'll do mine. Why can it be that way? And if Teresa keeps on saying to Andy all the time, oh, you know, I don't know how I can coexist, then maybe you're the problem because it doesn't seem like you can coexist with Margaret. It doesn't seem like you can coexist with Rochelle Fuda, right? We know that the relationship with Danielle, that's probably numbered at, at, at this point after she finds out that you guys set her up, right? And Dolores, I'm not feeling that Dolores is as close as Teresa. And I've been saying this for a long time. I don't think they're as close as they're trying to portray it on TV. So really, who's in, like, who's in uh, Teresa's corner at this point? It's really Jennifer, right? So imagine like I walk into my company and I'm like, hey, I cannot coexist with this person. So you need to let them go. I'm pretty sure they would tell me, well, it doesn't work that way. And if you can't get along with your team, then maybe you're not happy. Maybe you need to go. You know, at some point in time, I can't remember who she was talking about, but, you know, Queen Latifah was talking about a situation that happened a long time ago. She was interviewing like someone big. I can't remember who that person was. I don't know if it was Diane Warwick or something like, or, or someone like that. But um, 
you know, Queen Latifah said, like, during the interview, she was talking to a person and she said, you guys. And then the person, the artist, said to her, what do you mean, you guys, right? Do not address me like that. And Queen Latifah said at that point, you know what? It was kind of an embarrassing moment for me. But at the same time, it made me realize that no matter where you are in life, everybody needs a little check sometimes. Everybody needs to get checked sometimes, no matter who you are. Okay, so in the next scene, they talk about Dolores and uh, Polly's situation. Dolores is in love. She is glowing. Uh, she is feeling she is feeling things that she has never felt before. She feels strongly about Polly um, and his commitment to her. She sees a future with uh, Polly. And then, you know, they talk about the whole Frank and um, Frank still living at Dolores's ex-boyfriend, David, the doctor, and the kids still being close. So anyways, you know, a little bit of the same when it comes to that. But then we, we learn, well, if you do not watch the after show, you learn this for, for the first time that Dolores... Um, basically said that um, Polly is still married, has been uh, separated from his ex-wife for the past 14 years, but never wanted to get it, well, never got around getting a divorce. So I think the ex-wife still, if I'm correct, I think I read this somewhere, I think she's still, she is still in Ireland. So I don't know, like maybe logistically he needs to be there to do that and, you know, maybe he feels like you know it's a lot of paperwork whatever i'm in the i'm in america she's over there you know we'll cross that bridge when we get there and now 14 years later he's with dolores and he's thinking of getting married so i guess he's you know in the process of getting that divorce uh started so enough about that i'm not really gonna cover the whole um argument between rachel and uh danielle I find it quite exhausting even when we were on on the show like when we were watching the show I thought it was just very boring and it just dragged for too long and again this is it guys you know um, sometimes I wonder how much content they actually have for New Jersey because they tend to make some of the most stupidest scene drag forever and that goes to show you that you know it, they don't have a lot of content for the housewives you know basically the storyline is melissa Teresa, uh the family dynamic and then you know louis the season obviously but other than that if it wasn't for joe gorga um rallying up the men and you know having those fun events at the at, at the shore house and like these activities between the men and all of that i don't know if it wasn't for that and like the argument really between Rachel Fuda, like the whole rat debacle or like that whole, oh, the arsenal, there wouldn't be much to this season, really, to be honest. Like I'm a, I'm a little bit disappointed because I find that there's so many other storylines that they could expect exploit on the show but instead they just feed us this garbage when it comes to uh the real housewives of new jersey like i do miss and i'm not saying this to be mean guys but i do miss when the show had you know more organic storylines you know do you remember when um you know i'm just gonna go in atlanta when when we had nini um 
trying to find her biological father you know the whole thing about the dna test and you know her writing a book and going back to her hometown of athens and trying to meet the man that claims to be her dad you know that was a good storyline right and um even kenya kenya and her storyline with her mom and her situation with mark her husband and all of that and the situation between cynthia and peter it's like it felt more organic to me and um the reason why i've always loved jersey um, from the beginning is because of that family feel it's like okay this is the franchise it's mostly going to be the italians right it's like it's new jersey you know we're going to talk about you know the menzos and we're going to talk about you know um you know teresa was just supposed to be the silly friend back then right um until she flipped that table and then it kind of changed the course of her trajectory for her but um, you know, she has given us great TV, like, you know, from fighting with her family to her legal troubles to like her friendship fallouts and all of that, you know, it was more organic to me. Now we're talking about people getting upset over like a rat comment and like arsenal and then it's not just like a one episode one and done they just keep on dragging that drama over and over and i'm like really like what am i watching this is so not interesting right it's not interesting at all i i i wish they would have focused on something else other than that but it's a good it's a good thing we had joe gorga and the men right because you know me i love people that like to party and those guys <laughs> they like to party hard you know like some people are divided on that i see their comments and you know what to each his own but i just like fun people people that like to have fun let loose don't take themselves seriously when it's time right when it's time to act like that you know i um i enjoy it quite a bit so um you know, I, I heard someone say something about this. He said, oh, I don't really care for the men scene. They never really used to do this with Jersey. I disagree. It never used to be to that extent. But I would say that even when Joe Judice was on the show, the men used like the men used to have their own scenes like we used to see joe judice you know cook a steak and a rapinis and call albi and chris menzo and um chris Lorita over and teresa would be gone and he would be cooking for them and then they would be talking we would see them play poker together and talk like we had richie and joe and joe gorga have like a sit down like a few sit downs to talk about situations so you know the men were always kind of the comedic relief of New Jersey. So I tend to disagree with people that like to say, well, I don't really want to see that too much. For me, I enjoy it quite a bit. And it, I think it's important to keep that on the show. But that's just my opinion, right? Now, in the next scene, they bring up the kids. Okay, Teresa says... Uh, like she's basically answering to Andy and saying, I feel like this was a setup question. And then Teresa says something that I find so funny because she's like, I've been here the longest, so therefore I know what a setup question is. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Anyways, so Teresa. Everybody seems to not agree that it was a setup question. Even Dolores, Dolores says, no, it wasn't a setup question. Although I think that, you know, Rachel could have directed that question directly to Melissa. And it's like, it's funny because it's like, I don't think it was 
a setup question, but it was a little loaded in the sense that, hey, Rachel, don't you watch the show? Like, come on. You know that this is kind of like a touchy subject. <laughs> like, I don't think I don't think that someone put a bug in her ear and said, you need to ask that question. You could clearly tell that Melissa did not want to talk about that on camera. She was not even talking really in the bus in Ireland. And which brings something very uh, interesting because at that point, Andy says, okay, so, you know, Melissa, you say that kids are off limits, but then you go on your podcast with your husband and then you talk about Gia. So I just wonder if Andy actually listened to the podcast, like that particular episode that was released sometime. And it was May of last year. I can't remember. But anyways, Joe and Melissa do not mention Gia. They just say they put foot on the t put food on the table. To be honest with you, the first time when I heard it, I was not a fan of them saying this. I thought that oh, I understood that it was an analogy. They didn't actually put food on the table, but at the same time, I was just like, oh, this is not going to land too good, right? Nobody, nobody wants to hear something like that when it comes to their kids. So. And I think I've addressed that in my own podcast. And I said, listen, Joe, Joe Judice was working like some sort of like job. Like he even says it on Teresa's, Teresa checks in that, you know, he's he's trying to, you know, find little gigs here and there so he can put food on the table while Teresa is away. So although I don't think that Joe Gorga and Melissa meant food, food on the table that if it wasn't for them, the kids wouldn't be eating. I didn't think she, they said it literally, but it's something that should have not been said. So I agree with Andy when he says that. However, they did not specifically bring Gia up or any of the kids uh, in, you know, in a negative manner when they were talking on their podcast. So, um, it's not really fair to say that Melissa and Joe bring up the kids because they actually don't. They don't. Antonia has never been given one confessional ever. Even on Teresa checks in, right? Like not even a confessional to say, I miss my aunt or, um, you know, I miss my cousin. Like never. Like she's, she's never had a confessional. Not Antonia, not Joey, not Gino. But Gia's had many confessionals, and we've talked about this quite extensively, guys. And if you need a little refresh, there is a video on YouTube. I am not talking in the video, but it's basically uh, lo loose footage over the years from you know the real housewives of new jersey kids um saying things over the years and that the name of that video is playing like a, an italian tragedy so basically and it's not to point a figure the fingers but it's not to point the finger at anyone in particular but the facts are the facts and when it comes to the kids of the real housewives of new jersey Antonia, Gino, and Joey have never said anything remotely wrong about their family. They have never said one negative thing about them. Not once. And I'm still waiting for the footage on that. I'm still waiting for some audio clips proving um, that, that I'm wrong. But we have heard the Judice kids say things that were not so nice about Joe and Melissa. And... Even when they were young, you know, Gia, you know, she said, like, Gia is not a kid anymore. She's an adult. And obviously, she speaks on it. So we can speak about Gia, 
right? So Gia said, and mind you, she was young when she said this, and sometimes kids say things that they don't mean. But Gia also said, I hate my uncle, and you know, I don't like him because he's mean to you, and Zia Melissa is is mean as always, right? She did say that. And that information doesn't just come in the kid's mind on its own. Someone has to put it in there. And by someone that has to put it in there, someone has to speak negatively around the child for the child to absorb that type of, you know, negative thoughts about their family. And I can't say this because, you know, if you're a wife, if you're a sister-in-law, if you're an aunt, if you're that sister, if you're, you know, I, I'm every woman when it comes to this. So I've seen it done before and it's pretty sad, but it does happen. And that's how it happens, right? So Teresa needs to kind of like own up to that too and stop saying, oh, we never do this. We don't say this. Like my kids love your kids. It's like, listen, and, and, and I don't doubt that the cousins have love for each other. But at this point, because your hate for Melissa and Joe is so big, I think I, I think it takes precedent at this point. The the hate is bigger than the children um, love for each other at this point. You know, someone has to recognize that, right? And um, at that point, you know, we're coming to the end of the show, and um, Teresa is just you know getting aggravated and saying. I can't wait to see you anymore. You know, I spoke with Jacqueline and she told me everything that you guys used to do behind the scenes and yada, yada, yada. And here she goes again with all of that. And I've said this at the very, very beginning in my podcast. I said, you know, when it comes to Joe and Melissa coming on to like on the show, I believe that they came on the show without telling Teresa. I do believe that. I believe that they didn't tell the truth from the beginning and that Teresa never got over that. And then years later, like 10 seasons later, Carlos King decided to confirm and say on his podcast that it's true what Teresa had been saying for all of these years and that he was contacted by Melissa on multiple occasions trying to join the show. And Carlos would tell Teresa, your sister-in-law is trying to get on the show, uh, yada, 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 right? So anyways, I don't know why he took so long to confirm that because this beef could have been squashed a long time ago. Although us, the viewers, we knew that the Gora guys came on the show and didn't tell uh, Teresa. But at the same time, if you guys think about it, they were not in a good place back then. Uh, there was a lot of animosity uh, between the two parties. And I just don't see that phone call going very well. Like, hey, by the way, I would love to be on TV too. Can you put a good word in for me? <laughs> it's just not gonna, be, it's not gonna happen. Teresa's gonna be like, I can't even look at you. I don't even like you. Like, why would I want you to be on this hit reality TV show with me? It's just not gonna happen. So of course, Melissa's gonna have to do it um, you know, the sneaky way, right? The only thing that I wish that Melissa did, I wish that she owned up to it sooner rather than later. I, I wish that she said maybe her first season, 
You know what? We were not in a good place. I did call uh, produ production to get on the show. I wanted to be on the show. And um, I didn't think that if I told you that you would help me, I thought that I actually thought that, you know, you would try to not make things happen for me. I wish that she said that. Right. And I've also said that it's it's been 10 seasons of this, guys, like. Teresa, you have to have some new content when it comes to Joe and Melissa. It can't just be, you guys came on the show without telling me. That story is old. That story is done. Even Dolores is like, oh, this story is so old. Like, you see, everyone's tired of it. We don't want to hear that anymore. Like, what's new? Like, talk to me about some, like, talk to me about today. What have I done to you lately and it doesn't seem like there's much that Teresa can actually say when it comes to her family she always has to go back 10 years 20 years like what have we done to you lately there's no answer for that so now you know Teresa starts talking about Jacqueline and it's funny to me because Jacqueline if you go back and watch um, the seasons that Jacqueline was on after she's had the falling out after she's had the falling out with Teresa, she was siding with Joe and Melissa. Like season four, basically Jacqueline was yelling on the stage, with, like on the, at the reunion. And she was saying, this is what I've been dealing with. Like you were like, and she's addressing Teresa. She's saying that Teresa is uh, manipulating situations behind the scenes and that she's talking about a whole bunch of stuff on Melissa and Joe and this and that. So this is what she's saying. Oh, this is, that's why I was losing my mind because of what you were doing behind the scenes. There was a lot of behind the scenes. And back then I used to follow Jacqueline on Twitter and she used to tweet up a storm and she was saying stuff about like Teresa that was really bad back then, right? So now... After she had the falling out with um, Melissa and Joe, I'm talking about Jacqueline, and then she left the show. Then we didn't hear from Jacqueline for like eight years. Now all of a sudden Jacqueline comes back and she says something about uh, Melissa. T Teresa makes up with Jacqueline. They have a talk in Vegas. And then all of a sudden Jacqueline is feeling in Teresa on what Joe and Melissa used to do behind the scenes. It's like, come on, man. Jacqueline, like, don't, like, seriously, you would think, like, you moved out of state. You're not even in Jersey. I think she's like, in, she was back in Vegas. We haven't heard anything from you for eight years. You've been out of the limelight. You reconnect with Teresa, and again, you have to talk about Joe and Melissa. It's so ridiculous, you know what I mean? And the fact that Teresa even believes this at this point, it's like Jacqueline, in my opinion, nothing against her, not credible source, right? And then Teresa drops the bomb, and we're not going to see this in this episode, but we're going to see it next episode. So she says to... Um, to Melissa, Jacqueline used to tell me everything that you guys used to do. And then she says to Andy, you know that Melissa and my brother used to hang out with my uh, ex-husband, ex-partner. And then um, Melissa's like, oh, okay, you've accused everyone. You know, you've, you, you, you've accused Caroline of sending you to jail. You've accused Jacqueline. So what's new now? And she's like, oh, I don't believe that anymore. I believe that you did. 
everyone at that point is like oh my god like if you look at the faces like all of the housewives they just roll their eyes they're just like really Teresa now you're accusing Melissa so that's strike number three so what I'm gonna say when it comes to that whole situation you know I have expressed this um, many times that when Teresa went away um, and that Joe went away and got deported I didn't feel that's my personal opinion guys I did not feel that the punishment fit the crime I always said this I was just like okay those guys did something that was wrong um, you know when it came to Joe I believe that you know that's the system that's the court system so I guess he had to do some time um, I didn't understand why Teresa had to do time too uh, I thought that she could have just been given probation and all of that but anyways let's say everybody gets time okay Joe got his time and then Teresa got her time too I didn't feel like Joe needed to be deported because I was just like why do you have the heart to do this like this guy just spent almost four years in jail or in prison away from his family um, you know his name is pretty much done at this point why send him uh, to Italy and separate a father from his family I thought that was quite harsh and I understand I understand the laws and all of that I'm just saying like it pulls at my heartstrings right I never want to see a family break up like that um, especially over like you know paperwork like it's not like he did what he did was wrong you know let's not forget that and he was responsible for what he did and so was Teresa and I'm, I'm getting to this um, very soon but I did not feel like after his sentence was completed that he needed to be deported now you know Teresa and other people online they like to say you know Teresa is in a, she was in an old-school marriage um, she didn't really understand what was going on and it's all Joe it's not Teresa and you know I don't really want to go into all of her um, case it's available online though guys those documents it's not very hard to find you can just type Giuseppe Judice and Teresa Judice indictment and it comes up okay and what I'm gonna say is Teresa was accused of like her, her her signature was on a lot of documents okay and just to sum it all up for you guys is that you know, let's say Joe is the one applying for a mortgage loan or for some type of financing through a financial institution. He applies for this loan and then he's asking Teresa to sign on those loans as well. So, you know, there's a few documents where, you know, they had like a stucco company or something like that at some point in time, GNG stucco. And um, Teresa was not working. At that time she was you know a homemaker and she was a stay-at-home mom taking care of the family which is a very important job but you know there's no there's no um, you, you don't get paid for that right so you know Teresa listed herself or Joe listed Teresa as a self-employed individual for that stucco company and on one of the loan applications um, she was working there for like seven years and making X amount of money and then a few months later less than a year later um, 
they do another application for another financial institution and you know she's working now six years at this uh stucco company that she is self-employed and this is how much she is making and all of that right and there's like a few like that like you know if you look there's you know amounts for eight hundred thousands like two hundred and fifty thousand a hundred and seventy thousand one million seven hundred one million seven hundred like you know and that's like between 2005 and 2008 only. So what I'm saying is people like to say all the time that Teresa was in a traditional marriage and like kind of like old school mentality and all of that. And I get that. And I will say that I get that the man was responsible and doing all of that. But at the same time, when your husband comes and says, hey, can you, you know, sign this like it's an application for a bank, you know, and then six months six months later, he comes again and asks you to sign again. I can understand the first few times you might just be like, oh, "Okay, I'm just signing," but then eventually there must be a time where you're just going to be like, "Honey, like, how many banks are we applying to, and why do we need so much money? Like, can we actually afford our lifestyle? Can we?" Because it seems like six months ago, we just borrowed this much. And now we're eight months later and we're borrowing this much. Can we afford this lifestyle? And I'm just saying that that's, you know, that's not unusual. Even in traditional marriages for like a wife to ask her husband that. And Teresa is a person who speaks English. She reads English. You know, she, she didn't just come from Italy, didn't speak English, didn't read English, like was completely like, you know, in the blind when it comes to that, right? Like she, she could have read those documents as well. So at some point in, in time, Teresa also needs to take accountability for her own, her own part in it too. It's not all just Joe, like, you know, and, and at the end of the day, if you see that it says that you're making this much money and you know you're not receiving any income you have to say well can i get in trouble for this honey like what is going on because you know i'm just at home taking care of the kids and you and taking care of this home i'm not making this money right so people need to understand that as well and stop saying that she had absolutely no knowledge of anything if one thing, if people are not going to agree that Teresa had some sort of knowledge when it comes to her situation, uh, can we at least agree that she was at least guilty of maybe her own naivete? That's it, guys. That's all I have for today. Thank you so much for listening. Once again, I want to thank all of you that have subscribed, like, comment, sent me private messages. The community, the community keeps on growing. I love you all. And until next week, I can't wait um, to talk about episode. Well, you know, the reunion, the second reunion of the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Take care. Ciao. Hi, my relatable listeners. If you enjoy this show and would like to support me and my work, please join the community and head over to my Patreon at patreon.com slash housewivesrelatable 
Don't forget to comment, like, share, and subscribe. You can also find me on YouTube at Housewives Relatable or on Instagram at Relatable underscore Stella.